You are listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. And then I really enjoyed also um, hiking on the Cross Florida Greenway. Um, It's it's about 110 miles, 110, 115 miles. And if I remember right, it it covers, I think, anywhere from 80 to 100,000 acres. But it's Hmm. only like four or five miles wide. And this greenway, which, you know, again, I, I, I think I wrote about it, but I highly recommend it to anyone that wants to just go mountain biking. So it's it's a series of mountain bike trails, biking trails, horseback riding, hiking, and also running. That was Lil Buddha, hiking and haiku writer extraordinaire, back for a second time on the podcast. He was first on the podcast in the spring of 2019 for episode 15. This time we chat about his latest hike, the Always Autumn Hike, which was kicked off by some mileage on the CDT and Great Divide Trails before he walked his way down the eastern seaboard through autumn, ending his hike in Key West in mid-March as life was shutting down for coronavirus. I have to thank that awful virus for letting me catch up with him again as had it not been for the shutdown, he and just about everyone else would have been beginning other long trail treks this summer. Lil Buddha is a delight to chat with as always and I know you'll enjoy hearing about his hikes over the last year. All right, on to the episode. Ah, so... Have you spent much time in Houston, or how did you come about finding your spot being here? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I actually, um, I do some work for a, uh, my friend here has, he, he and his sister, they run a clinic here in town, and I've done quite a bit of work for them over the years, and so this is kind of my job. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I do marketing, and I do communications, and I do a lot of their marketing collateral um, we're, we're in uh, pain medication as well as, um, uh, therapy. And so, uh, what that entails is we have, we bring in cl- uh, clinicians and they, you know, have clients. And so I really work on the side of getting all the clinicians credentialed and all the marketing material all organized. And so it's kind of what I do. Okay. So I guess like it's pretty flexible for you to be able to do that and then work and kind of come back and forth to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it works out really well. And a lot of the work I can do, um, I can do uh, on trail, you know. Um, okay. So I just take a few days off here and there. That's why I like to take a lot of zeros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a very strategic hiker. <laughs> right. Now, because this always cur- makes me curious about, I know some hikers actually do, you know, work like half the year and then play half the year yeah how how does that work for some of your other friends that are that do have a a lifestyle like you how are how are they making money I think you know I mean people that hike continuously uh, most of them that I you know I'm close with uh, you know they either have sponsorship deals um, or they own their own businesses and they just are able to take like six months off um, right you know uh you know, for me, I mean, I before I, I've done work for this clinic quite a bit um, as a consultant over the years, the last five years. But mm-hmm. even before then, um, I think the last time we spoke, I, I actually was in sales. I, I I worked for a public radio station. That's uh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, back in Colorado and Kansas. And so, um, you know, for me, I, I've always kind of done this work thing and then, you know, take a few years off and, and, and go hike and play. Um, but I think it's sponsorships and the people just save up. I think it's really just, you know, what makes, what makes the most sense for what they want to do. Right. Um, 
I don't know if that's a good answer or not, but <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I figured it was just highly individualized, but you know, I think so many people just watch all these people go hiking all the time and wonder like, how do they do that? And some people are more open about it than others. And mm-hmm. uh, I was just kind of curious if you had an, any insight. So, <laughs> well, for me too, I mean, I, I don't own, I, I made a conscious choice many years ago to get rid of everything. Um, so I, you know, I, everything that I own is really, everything of consequence that I own really fits in my backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have a car, but you know, my niece is driving it right now in Kansas. I don't own an apartment, all of my belongings, you know, uh, that are important to me, I, I keep in a storage unit. And I think yeah. that's pretty common for a lot of hikers that are, are always out there hiking. Um, you know, it's tough, you know, if you have a family and kids, it's, it's yeah. really tough to be out there. Um, so single, no kids, not a lot of attachments. That's <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so. Well, that seems to be the going trend or, you know, people that are retirees or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. sure. Yeah. So, well, I guess that kind of brings me to your adventures in the last year. I, I think you started with the Great Divide Trail, but did, I may be wrong. Did you have another trail you started with before that this year? Yeah, I, um, I did 100 miles um, on the Continental Divide Trail up in Glacier National Park. I did that kind of as a shakedown. Um, I also did some hiking out in uh, near Vancouver and on Vancouver oh, Island. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that was really nice. Um, and then, uh, yeah, did the Great Divide Trail, um, started in East Glacier, hiked up to the border, and then you cross over there, and then uh, the trail up there, it's about 650 miles. You can add on an extra 100 miles if you go all the way to Kakwa. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, yeah, it was great. Great time. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, watching, oh gosh, what's her face, uh, Wired a few years ago when she did the Hey Duke and a couple other things. And then the great divide trail and uh, those, the Hey Duke and the great divide really like left to the top of my list after. So if you have any insight into that trail, I would love to hear like your experience on it. Oh, I, uh, did you want to talk about it now or like offline? Or just, no, 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 no. Oh. Now. Yeah. Oh no. yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure other people are interested in that too. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think what I will say about the great divide trail is it's, it's, like many trails that are in the process of just kind of being formed, you know, they're in a developmental stage. There's quite a bit of trail already built. Um, and there's obviously um, an app now. Uh, Gut Hook has an app, uh, which mm. is really helpful. Um, so uh, let me just back up. I, I hiked a large part of it about five years ago with my buddy Canadug. And at the time, we had just uh, done up around like Lake Kananaskis and the area that had lots of trail. And I was like, oh, I've got to come back here and hike this whole trail once it's a little bit more complete, you know. And so fast forward five years later, and they linked up so much of um, the the national parks up there. Um, There's a little bit of road walking, but it's just, you know, you're up in the Canadian Rockies. It's uh, honestly probably my new favorite uh, through hike that's under a thousand miles easily. Um, you know, it presents a couple of challenges. Obviously, the wildlife, you have to be careful with grizzly bears. Mm-hmm. Um, you hike through quite a bit of um, the ra- their range. There's actually a section there. It's a migratory range where the grizzly bears oh. travel down into Montana. Mm-hmm. And so you will definitely see grizzly bears. Um, so, you know, you just have to be really aware of that. Um, the resupply is pretty straightforward. Um, there are a couple places that you certainly want to send a box to just because it's super expensive to buy food 
um, a lot of tourist towns and yeah. some of these places actually won't hold boxes either. Oh, wow. um, but there's a, if you go onto the uh, Great Divide Trail Association webpage, they have they have pretty um, an outline kind of strategy to do resupply and where you should send your boxes and uh, trail towns. It's it's really similar to any long distance hiking trail, uh, kind of like the Great Divide or uh, the Continental Divide Trail or even the PCT. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so much like the AT. Um, the the food carries are a little bit longer. Um, I'd say we did about anywhere from 25 to 35 miles a day, and we would carry maybe four to five days worth of food. Mm-hmm. Um, the longest carry was maybe about six and a half days. Um, so you've got to be ready to carry, you know, food. Uh, water's everywhere, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but it's just amazing. I mean, it's pristine wilderness. Um, you're up running right along the ridge line of the Canadian Rockies between um, Alberta and British Columbia. Um, and, uh, you know, the scenery is just, it's really next level. The mountains up there, excuse me, they are shorter, but the tree line runs right up to the base of the mountain and they're really wide. And so you get these expansive views, um, and these ranges that just go on forever. Um, they just kind of stretch out, um, over the, the horizon and it's really different because, like, down lower here in Colorado um, or even up in, like, the Wind River Range, they're very jagged peaks. And mm-hmm. so you, you don't get those expansive, wide wide views. And so that was one thing that really stuck out to me, how massive the mountains are up there, just how wide they are. Yeah. Um, and then the water, you know, is is pristine. You can drink right out of the lakes. and river. Well, maybe not the lakes, but... I, um, up high in the rivers, absolutely. You can just drink right out of them. I, I did that quite a bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, didn't have any problems. <laughs> yeah, nice. Now, how does yeah. that trail compare, like, to, to to the CDT? Like, would you rate it higher or? Mm. I mean, it, it just in terms of scenery or just in terms of kind of, well, for me, it, just because it's, it's a shorter trail, um, I would say it's very comparable to the northern part, obviously, of the CDT, because those are are similar mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're not going to have a lot of, you know, there are are sections up there that, you know, for like 100 kilometers, you don't cross a road, right? Yeah. You're you're up in the mountains. Um, You you go across some dirt roads and um, some mountain roads, but like no like paved roads. And so if you, if you get in trouble, you're, you're really in trouble. And there are also a couple of dead uh, uh, cell and uh, satellite dead zones up in those mm. mountains. Mm-hmm. And so I remember we were coming up over one of the passes and um, you could kind of see where the trail would go. Uh, so a lot of the trail is also uh, route finding, yeah. uh, which, you you know, you've just got to be able to, like, look at, you know, the map or, or the gut hook app and just be able to navigate. Yeah. Because sometimes, again, in these dead zones, you know, you're, you're not you can't rely on the GPS. And we were up at the top of a, a pass and I could tell, you know, the GPS was showing us way off of the gut hook app. And I was <laughs> like, well, I, clearly it's down this way. But to get there, it took us like two hours. It's quite oh, a wow. bit of a bushwhack. It's uh, the Kittawak is how you pronounce it. It's the Kittawak alternate off of the main trail. But mm-hmm. um, definitely highly recommend it. Um, and that's the other thing, too. It's kind of a choose your own adventure type of um, uh, through hike. You know, there are, are lots of different alternates. Um, I, I, I highly recommend the alternates. Um, you know, you get a little bit of class three, class four 
uh, rock scrambling, but it's nothing that, you know, um, you need, you, you really need like, uh, uh, any gear for. There is one okay. alternate that people recommend not to hike. And we did not do that one because I think people have gotten clipped out on it. Uh, oh. but all the other alternates, you know, we did yeah. no problem. So right. yeah, I definitely highly recommend it. It's, it's one of the best hikes. I'm actually planning maybe on doing a little bit more hiking again this summer. So <laughs> we'll yeah, see what happens hopefully. with what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody is in the same situation. Well, I don't know. We're just kind of waiting week by week, month by yeah. month, and hopefully that something will change and for the better. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. I'm telling you, it's, yeah, it's pretty rough right now. I mean, I was supposed to be doing a northbound of the Continental Divide Trail right now and i was going to go right into doing another gdt oh, but man. you know it is what it is i, yeah. I i'm okay i'm okay the trail yeah. will be there It'll be right there. well no you so you were on the great divide trail and were you already thinking of doing your your always autumn southbound hike on the at yeah or, okay yeah that that was going to be my hike for last year into this year at uh, the beginning of this year uh i planned um the uh, ECT, I, I, I knew I wanted to do a southbound, um, and I can't remember if we talked about this last time, but I, I just, I've always wanted to hike in the East Coast during prime autumn, peak autumn, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and so uh, I timed it, and I kind of got there a little too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I, I don't know, if, yeah, it sounds like you, you, you kind of uh, figured out the route I took. I came down the long trail instead of the IAT. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and came down the AT down to Florida. And, uh, uh, you know, and it was it was kind of, you know, my plan. I wanted to see, you know, as much color as possible. And it was kind of interesting just, you know, I think I wrote about this, how the trail has maybe because you're always in the, the tunnel and there's just not a lot of um, I, I don't know. I just wasn't remembering a lot of the trail. <laughs> I just, yeah, <laughs> just it just all it's all indistinguishable. You're in the trees, you know. Of course, I would remember things like my Kathy knob and obviously the whites were pretty distinct. But uh, beyond that, it's just like it was like a brand new trail, which was great. Right. Ten years. So, so it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how crowded was it for you coming southbound? I mean, there's probably other southbounders you're overlapping. But what was it like? I mean, in your memory, going from yeah. northbound last time to this time, you know. Well, I think so. Both times I've hiked on the you know, I guess if we're just talking about the AT, mm-hmm. um, I've, so la- 10 years ago when I did, um, in 2010 and went northbound, I was uh, ahead of the pack. Um, um, you know, I think I, I, I got to Springer like in the beginning of March and then I, I kind of stayed ahead of the main pack the entire way. And so I, I, I didn't have a really, I guess, traditional AT experience, um, the first time. And then the mm-hmm. second time it was more of the same. So when I came down on the long trail, what I actually did was, um, so I started in Burlingham uh, or Burlington, um, Mm -hmm. which is pretty much right halfway on the long trail and came south and then went north on the AT up to the whites. And so I actually caught like that, that tail end of the AT pack, but it was, you know, it was already still by then it was, you know, pretty, there were a couple of hikers out there. I maybe met like 10 or 15, Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, um, yeah, really nice Alaska girl. Um, she was really cool. We hiked together for a few days, uh, went through the whites. And then when I went back up to the long trail, I came back down and I was running into a lot of northbound long trail hikers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they had started south and they were coming north and I was yeah. going south. 
And then uh, when I jump back down to, um, what is it, Killington, um, I think is the area where the long trail and the AT connect and, and came southbound. I was pretty much the only AT southbound for many, many miles. I didn't really see any other hikers. Saw one or two, um, you know, uh, but I think they were skipping around or, or yeah. I don't know where, where they started. But, uh, you know, I never saw them again. Where I really started catching people were in the mid-Atlantic states after New York. Um, you know, that's when I kind of started seeing a lot more AT hikers. And even then, there weren't many. So both times, my experience has been quite nice in terms of, um, you know, I like to hike in a lot of solitude. And, you know, the AT is, as you know, is a pretty social trail. (laughs) And I've had the trail, I feel like, to myself both times. (laughs) Uh, So so that was that was great. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. No, it sounds like a perfect experience. And I mean, I enjoyed all your fall photos, even though it wasn't like, you know, peak autumn the whole time. But, uh, you know, we had ran into Baltimore Jack on the AT, I think, in uh, Harper's Ferry. And he had told us to slow down. He said, slow down because you want to see New England in the fall. And, of course, we were like, no, we're like got miles and legs and we're, we're, you know, we're raring to go. (laughs) And um, and of course, we didn't slow down because we finished in August. But uh, I think I've always regretted not being able to see the AT in September or October. That would have been something kind of cool to do. Well, I highly recommend it. Um, You know, in addition to coming southbound and when I was coming down, um, you know, September, October, November, you know, there are no bugs, you know, yeah. uh, going northbound. I didn't remember a lot of bugs. I actually started having more bugs up um, on the IAT and Maine and beyond, because I think that's when black fly season and those, you know, huge biting giant flies that take uh, pieces of flesh out of you yeah. <laughs> when they bite you. I mean, that's kind yeah. of their prime time is like July. And so, I, I only really had um, like the gnats, the black gnats for like half of a day up in Vermont. And then they just went away. And then I didn't have any mosquitoes until I got down to Big Cypress. <laughs> <So>, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, one or two up north and, you know, on the panhandle on the uh, Florida Trail. But yeah. yeah, it was really right around um, right after uh, Lake Okeechobee down into Big Cypress is where I started having mosquitoes. And I was like, oh, this is kind of new. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of the right time time of season. You were getting into the warm weather in South Florida. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I highly recommend it. Southbound during uh, winter months. And, you know, and I, it, I didn't really hike in a lot. Again, I'm a pretty strategic hiker. So if I know that a day's coming up, that's going to be rainy for a day or two. I'll just take time off, you know? Um, I I just prefer to be dry. (laughs) Well, I think that's what I appreciate is, is what is that you do that. So many other hikers just tough it out. And I'm like, you know, you just get to a certain point after so many miles hike that you're just like, you know what? It's not worth it. (laughs) I'm just going to take the day off. And I appreciate that you do that. (laughs) Missy, I, I don't know how old you, I'm an old man now. I mean, I, I've hiked through the rain. That was in my 20s and early 30s. You know, I'm like in my mid 40s now. I, I like to take take it easy. You know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I guess the the flip side of that is you have to be able to hike as well um, and put in the put in the work. I mean, everyone yeah. does that, right? Yeah. But I I know when I take like a zero or a double zero, I know the next few days after that I'm gonna have to put in some pretty big days. Um, 
But again, I've always kind of stuck to this get up really early before the sun and try to get into camp before um, sundown. And so, you know, I, I have a pretty aggressive morning routine. I, I try to put in at least 20, 18 to 20 miles before 12. So, um, you know, I just kept that and maintained that that schedule for for a while. And, you know, you just that means sometimes hiking in an early morning with no light. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but again, I, I prefer to actually hike into um, light with a headlamp as opposed to, you know, getting in to camp late and fumbling around. I, I don't like that at all. So yeah, yeah. And then you're tired and you're just hungry and you're, eh, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, when you came down the AT, you, when you finished, you jumped over to like South Carolina. Like, what was that about? I was trying to figure this out and how, what you were doing and I could never figure that out. So, yeah. So from Rhone, I did um, a series of roadwalks, but I was also using the mountains to sea trail. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I came East towards Wilmington. So you go by, um, oh gosh, <clears throat> what are all these places? So it's, um, Birmingham. Um, what's the other name of the towns? Uh, I wasn't quite ready <laughs> to talk about yeah. like the, the mountains to sea trail, but it goes by Greensboro and then there's Durham. And then there are two routes. You go out to the outer banks or you can come down into Wilmington. And so I came South into Wilmington and then did a series of roadwalks towards Myrtle beach. And then do you know where, uh, 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 what is it called? Worms hole is where Forrest Gump began his whole adventure across oh, the uh, okay. West coast. That's where okay. I left and went back to uh, Kansas for Thanksgiving. And okay. then and then after that, that's when I came back out and did, uh, well, started in Florida. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was very confused. I'm like, I don't know what he did here. <laughs> um, but okay, that makes sense. Now, we don't have to get too much into the mountains to sea trail. And I've seen a few people do that one. Was that a good trail worth doing? It's a good trail, but I would not recommend it in the fall. So there's a series of right right after the AT where you turn off and right before Winston Sailing, there's a series of river crossings there. Mm. And I was not ready for them. And by then, uh, I don't know if you remember, it was a pretty wet uh, fall. Yeah. So yeah. They, they were having a lot of rain and it snowed early also. And so some of the river crossings actually caught me out of guard. Um, and I ended up having to do like a five mile reroute to a bridge. Um, okay. It's before Grandfather Mountain is the name of the mountain. I remember doing that. So that was not fun. Um, and then on the eastern side of the mountains to sea trail, a lot of it's also road walking. You're on bike trails, which is kind mm. of nice, too. Um, and so that that that's I mean, it's a great trail. You go through some hanging rod park. I think I I think I posted some pictures and stuff. I still um, have some things I need to hang up or, or uh, post up there. But Hanging State Park was really great. Um you know, there's about 25 miles there, right around that park on the mountains to sea trail. That's really, really nice. And again, it was all peak autumn. So all the colors were out, you know, no bugs. It was absolutely beautiful. Nice, nice. So and then you came back and did the Florida Trail southbound. Um, so that's really, really what I wanted to talk about yeah. on the podcast. But, um, you know, it's a 10 year kind of anniversary hike in a way for, you know, the AT and for I guess the ECT and all of that. What, um, I guess you were already in the mode to go southbound and you weren't really wanting to flip down to Key West to start that way. So how did, how did it feel to be back on the Florida trail? Well, it was, it was great. Um, you know, uh, so I, I don't know which direction you went last time. Did you go northbound on the Florida trail? Yeah. 
So, so I did as well. And I went up the Blackwater route. So I never really saw the beach. Mm. And to really, uh, you know, and I, I knew when I was back home, because I, I hadn't really decided um, in Kansas when I was uh, home for Thanksgiving, if I was going to be going northbound or if I was going to be going southbound. And I made the decision to go ahead and go southbound because I thought, well, if I go northbound, there might be a part of me that might not want to do the panhandle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I've done it already. Right. Right. Um, and I really wanted to see the beach. And so I, I was like, you know, I think if I do the beach, so, you know, okay, so I, I'm not, it's kind of out of the way. It's not towards, uh, you know, where I left off on the ECT, uh, you know, it's a lot further West, but at least, you know, it's what a couple of five, I think it's like five or 600 miles. You know, I, I figured I had time to do that. And so mm-hmm. um, that's, that's really the reason why I went Southbound. I mean, I, I wanted to get the beach and I, Wanted to obviously go back through the Suwannee River and all the great places up in the Panhandle. So that's it. Yep. Well, and the last time I think you had some flooding and issues and you're having some roadwalks. And this time, hopefully, other than I think you got off for a couple of days for like a tropical wave that came through or something. Um, uh, something came through. I feel like you had some storm and you got off the trail for a little bit. But uh it was the third day um, on trail. There was uh, it was a four day storm that was going to be coming and it was pretty, pretty. They were forecasting it to be pretty intense. And so when I got to Navarre, I just decided to go ahead and rent a car. <laughs> and I was like, you know, what? I mean, you know, I'm only two days in, but it's no big deal. You know, I can take like three days off. I, I ended up driving up to New Orleans and mm. hang out there for two to three days and then came back and then, you know, started hiking again. But yeah, it was, it was right around the beginning of Christmas. And, yeah. uh, uh, there was, again, it was a storm and I was like, I don't really know if I really want to hike in this kind of weather. So I'll just take a few days off. <laughs> yeah. So how was the panhandle this time around? Uh, you know, it was probably you were ahead. Yeah. You weren't, you wouldn't have really been seeing any hikers at that point in time. Uh, there were a couple of hikers ahead of me. Um, I can't remember their trail names now. Uh, and and really, I think uh, Disco, that's his name. Disco, he started a day ahead of mm. me, I believe. And I actually ended up running into him. You know who Flattop and, um, and Frosty are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they actually invited me to go to uh, Christmas dinner, which was a really nice welcome surprise. And, and Disco was still there um, healing up. He, he had heard his leg or foot or something like that and so he's actually one of the few hikers i saw on the florida trail um you know southbound uh, actually i think he might be the only one i don't think i met any other southbound uh, florida trail hikers um now so that's yeah yeah <laughs> when i think about yeah. it no i i didn't um so yeah yeah so we uh hung out um you know i got back from new orleans and uh frosty was really kind and asked me what my plans were for Christmas and so um you know invited me over and I gladly accepted and um you know that was really great you know the panhandle so so I hadn't done any anything from the black water up into uh, Pensacola Beach last time that entire stretch I mean I think it's probably one of my favorite sections now um you know hiking the beach is just to me I, I didn't realize that there there was water and sand like that up in the panhandle <laughs> i've never seen uh the color of water or or pure white sand like that except outside of the tropics right yeah. you know down in the bahamas yeah um 
And so that was really just kind of an eye opener. Um, and then just the uh, friendliness of the people in Pensacola Beach. I remember the first night it was really awesome. I was just kind of, you know, I, I got uh, I, I started pretty early from Fort Pickens and I got to Pensacola Beach, the town, maybe around one o'clock and had lunch. And I was just sitting there eating and I met these really nice people and they invited me to just stay at their their house. And so I ended up staying with them. Oh, wow. So that was really cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, cause I, I, I was just planning on making that campsite, but, um, you know, I mean, it's having a <laughs> meeting new friends yeah. and being in a comfortable spot is a lot. It's, it's quite nice. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so I, I really enjoyed the beach. I thought the beach, I, I kind of wanted it to extend a little longer, but I think, uh, what the Eglin uh, air force base, they, they own the rest of that beach. So I think, I think they, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't really appreciate oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool to have a longer roadwalk and uh, not roadwalk beach walk that way. But I mean, Eglin is, is gorgeous as well. So, yeah, it is. And they've done quite a bit of work. I, re- I remember last time around Eglin, there was a little bit more dirt road walking. And now, I mean, I would say about 80% of it is all trail now, which is really nice. Um, they've done a lot of work up there. I mean, it's kind of like walking through a park. Um, it's so well maintained. And now, you know, they've built out all the campsites. There are benches now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. If you, were there benches? I don't think there were. Maybe in a couple places, but now there are, like, tables. Um, yeah, there were a few, but some place, some some campsites didn't have anything, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's really nice. And, um, you know, and all the new bridges in the area are also very nice as well. <clears throat> so so they've done quite a bit of uh, improvement in taking the, the trail off the off the dirt roads and roads there. Um, thumbs up to them. Yeah, yeah. Now, as you made your way south along the trail, um, did you have any, like, recall any memories? Or were you like, oh, I remember this? Or were you just like, some of it was kind of new to you? No. Uh, uh, so <clears throat> once I got past kind of like Eglin, because a lot of it, again, they put inside like the Air Force Base, I just remember last time there was a lot more dirt road walking. Um, that was all new, but then, you know, you have, so, so, um, what is it? The Ecofina uh, area, mm-hmm, the place yeah. that, I mean, that, that to me was really sad. Um, so, so, you know, the, the hurricane that came in and just kind of yeah. destroyed that whole area. That was just kind of shocking because I just remember before how beautiful it was, um, you know, um, and, and so this time it, it's unrecognizable, um, you know, it's, it's really, really sad actually. Um, so, so that was kind of something that kind of, you know, you, you register. Um, I mean, the Suwannee river was obviously beautiful. Uh, the Scylla sinks were all very, you know, it's the same trail there. Um, I, I remember a lot of it. Um, you know, what's new to me was big bend that, that last time was flooded. <laughs> that oh, whole area. Okay. So, so that, so you know how you have the series or, I mean, I guess they're kind of forest roads or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That last time was completely flooded. 
And so to me, I was like, oh, okay, it's actually kind of dry here. That's <laughs> I was I remember thinking, oh, okay, because when I when I got the ride across um, uh, St. Mark's, St. Mark's, yeah, you know, it was really muddy, and I was like, okay, yeah, I was ready for that, you know, I mean, right when you come off of the bank, it's muddy for you know the first half mile, mile, and I, I just remember, okay, I remember this last time it was really muddy the, the last time I came through here as well, and I remember Big Bend is going to be all flooded. Well, they've also routed it, I think, further south, kind of around as well now, um, so so. Maybe it's up more on a levee, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I just remember little... walking like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, it is. It's, it is a little bit more on a levee than I think they used to have. Because even when we walked through, there was an official trail like off to the side in the marsh. And we're like, oh, we're not going in there. <laughs> we're going to stay on the levee. And that's, I think they've rerouted it straight to the levee. So That's exactly what we had to walk last time. <laughs> I remember. I, I have a very clear memory. I had pictures where the water was up past my waist there. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. But, I mean, I, I remembered a lot of the trail. I mean, you know, it's Florida is uh, interesting in that it has so many different distinctive ecosystems where, you know, they're, 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 they just look different. So um, that that's, you know, as opposed to like the AT where you're, everything's kind of the same um, or looks the same, you're in the, in, in the trees. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, that's that's always a bonus. Okay. Now you went on the Western corridor this time, right? I did. Now I don't know anything about that and most people don't hike that section. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that because it seemed like you really enjoyed it. And what were some of the highlights? So, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I kind of made the decision before I got there that I was going to do the Western route. I, I was throwing, you know, the idea around of maybe just kind of doing a, a complete, um, uh, a new trail there. And, and so I, I don't know if you're familiar with, I can't remember what the paddle trail there is called, but you, you can do a paddle option there also. Hmm. Um, I should have rented this down. <laughs> Sorry. <Ms. laughs> That's okay. I, I should have. Asked. I need to start repa- preparing better for things like this. <laughs> well, and I didn't even do an outline for you. So it's my fault too. So <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, anyway, strike that story out. Um, I can't remember the name of the park there that right where they split off. Um, uh, right before the 88 store, but but you can. There's a big long river there that you can actually paddle, and I was thinking of doing that. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? I, I've never hiked the uh, western route, and so I'm just going to try that. Um, and you know, of course, you hear all these stories about the trail not being uh, blazed and all this road walking, and and we'll get more into that. But um, I went ahead and just you know that a few nights before, I was like, you know, I'm just going to try the western route, and I uh, started it, and you know, some of the highlights for me. I really enjoyed um, Silver Springs. Uh, mm-hmm. That that was an awesome place. Um, you know, I ended up taking I think a zero there or a double zero. I think I yeah I, th- I think I stayed there three nights. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I ended up ra- rafting down the Silver Spring uh, or yeah Silver Springs River, uh, mm-hmm. which was really nice. You know, you can rent. Um, a kayak down there uh, at the the park there um, and you know you can kayak for about seven miles and you know you can get picked up so that was a huge highlight and then I really enjoyed also um, hiking on the cross Florida Greenway um, oh. it's it's about 110 miles 110 115 miles and if I remember right it, it covers I think anywhere from 80 to 100 thousand acres but it's only like four or five miles wide. 
And this Greenway, which, you know, again, I, I, I think I wrote about it, but I highly recommend it to anyone that wants to just go mountain biking. So it's, it's a series of mountain bike trails, biking trails, horseback riding, hiking, and also running. And hmm. all of these uh, different outdoor, excuse me, activities, they're all separate. They're all separate trails. And so there's no, there's a little bit of overlapping, but everyone kind of stays on their own trail. So you're never hiking like on the horse trail or you're never hiking okay. on like the biking trail. Um, you know, again, there, there is a little bit of overlap at times, but mostly you have your own trail. And so, you know, if you think about that, it's, it's quite efficient, but it also eliminates all that competition and, you know, and, and horses getting in the way of riders and people yeah. coming down, you know, a, 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 a you know, a cliff and, and or not a cliff, but a big hill and running into hikers. So it eliminates all that. That was really great. And um, the Florida Trail, I think it's about 60 miles there. There's a little bit of road walking um, to the town of Dunellen, but um, it's highly recommended. It's it's great. Um, I also really enjoyed, uh, I think it's called Citrus Wildlife Management Area. Uh, mm-hmm. That that area is really cool. There are some really neat caves there. And uh, in that wildlife area, there are loop trails. And so you can do like all these different loops. And I actually went off of the Florida Trail there and did the outer loop because I wanted to go to some of the caverns, which were really okay. cool. And th- that was really neat. And then, you know, um, the I think it's the Withlacoochee State uh, State Bike Trail. That's really neat. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of similar to the Cross the Middle Trail on the east side, um, you know, about 20 miles or 15 to 20 miles. That was really neat. Um, I liked it because there were a lot of places to eat yeah. <laughs> and get things to drink. So that was always nice. And then, of course, I think the, the fourth thing that I really enjoyed was the Green Swamp. Um, so the Green Swamp is actually quite swampy. I mean, it's it, to me, it was actually a lot more wet than what Big Cypress was further down south. Um, and I, I, I knew that. I read about it. And there's there's probably about 20 miles that you hike in the water. Um, but it, it was interesting this year. It's a lot drier. And so it was only, I think, about five miles, of, you know, of knee deep water. Um, but the trail there probably could do, use a little bit more work. Just, I think less people hike that area. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you know, the navigation, you know, obviously your gut hook app and, um, you know, I mean, but, but, but I really enjoyed that as well. Um, but then you come out onto this really, really long road walk. It's like a 75 mile, uh, road walk that yeah. is uh, pretty brutal. And so I think that's what people always hesitate to you know do that that's why they hesitate to do the the west route because it's you know that that roadwalk is pretty brutal yeah i think that is that's that's definitely what deterred us i know the other tracks we've hiked that citrus track before um okay loops and so i'm familiar with that and um i've heard of the other the other tracks i just haven't been on them and they've always enticed me but it was at 75 miles like i don't know about that so (laughs) well the thing that's also kind of um and now I'm remembering, um, I sh- again, I should have read over my notes. I apologize. I'm not quite ready. <laughs> but That's all right. there's, there are huge sections there that um, don't have any trail markers. And so if you don't have like either, well, I guess, I don't know, people use the paper maps anymore or just the gut hook app. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a road walk. So obviously you follow the road. But, yeah, they just didn't blaze it for, you know, like 50 miles there. Uh, which is, uh, you know, I guess, again, it's a choose your own roadwalk type situation. Um, you know, 
right after the green swamp, you do a series of roadblocks, but then there is some sideway uh, or side uh, walk road walking slash road walking. Um, and you go past this town, the town, I think the town is called, what is the town? It's right near um, Disney World. Uh, 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 south of Disney World. Is it's it Kissimmee? Not, no, it's not Kissimmee. I, I actually ended up going to Kissimmee. Um, <laughs> it'll come to me here in a second. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I'm trying to Brooksville. Think of... That's it. Okay. Brooksville. Brooksville, yes. Yeah. yeah, you cross, you're, you're north of Brooksville, and you are literally like, I think 10 miles away from Disney world. And, you know, I, I remember stopping there and having some, I think I, I stopped at a pizza hut thinking, eh, maybe I should get a Disney world or something, but didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, you know, it's another road walk to get into the town of Kissimmee. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I what you can't really, I mean, it's a road, you know, and, and yeah. it's dangerous and you just got to yeah. be careful. Right. Right. So you did the west side. You probably didn't see too many or any northbounders. Did you run into northbounders anywhere else? Um, so I did meet a couple of northbounders. Um, right, right, be, right in Ocala, there were a couple of northbounders I met. You know, just briefly, right outside of White Springs. I met one other hiker. Uh, I think his name was Abraham Lincoln or something like that. I, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Right outside of White Springs. But I think what happened was I missed a lot of the when I when I did the uh, well, I had to get off trail for three weeks there. Right. Mm-hmm, I, yeah. I came back and did some work there. So I wasn't on trail for for three weeks. But so I think a couple of southbounders must have passed me because I saw them in the trail log um, mm-hmm. and then going northbound. I was on the western route. So I, I didn't see a lot of northbounders. Um you know, I did meet, let me think. Yeah, yeah, it would have just been on Ocala. I met a couple of Northbounders there. Um, Wild Turkey, I met him. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the guy that had the dog, I can't remember his name, um, the, the white dog he was hiking with. It's like a, a husky. He was really nice. Um, but mm-hmm. I met them outside of Lake Butler, and that's pretty much it. You know, I saw a couple of people on the road walk and, you know, just waved to them and said hi, but we didn't really exchange, you know, trail names and stuff, so... Yeah, it was again. It's. It, I think the Florida Trail has gotten quite busy, but I seem to have missed a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? And and I was hoping because I had made it out to Billy Goat Day, and I was hoping that you might show up. And I was like, ah, oh, be cool to meet little Buddha. And um, but that I think that was right around. You'd just gotten back on trail, or maybe you were still off trail right around then. But yeah, uh, I, I had yeah. plans to go to Billy Goat Date with Frosty and um, uh, Flat Top in that group, but unfortunately, I ended up. You know, I was back here in Houston. Yeah. And I needed to do a little bit more work, and so um, yeah, I, I missed it. I was really bummed. I was looking forward to meeting y'all. Yeah, because that would have been cool. It was really cool just getting to see you know, all these faces that, you know, you see online or people that you heard about. And it was a, it was a pretty cool little adventure. So, <laughs> yeah. So then you, as you're, you're making your way South now, uh, what was, you were in Big Cypress towards what, end of February, early March? Yeah, that's exactly right. So and it was pretty, the, it was a pretty dry already by then? Oh, it was pretty bone dry. I mean, the only places in the swamp that had a lot of water was just um, in the Black Lagoon area. And not even that. I mean, it was only a few miles. I was actually a little surprised how dry the swamp was. Um, you know, just 10 years ago when I'd gone through, it was just, I just remember struggling just to get to those little island campgrounds. 
uh, our campsites. And this time, I mean, after you get through the mud, <laughs> you kind of just flew through. Uh, yeah. So that that was really interesting. I mean, yeah, there was really just a little bit of water at the beginning, right after I-70 or Alligator Alley. And then, um, you know, right around the Black Lagoon. And that was it. And then it was dry all the way. It's completely dry. Nice. Um, and so it seemed like also your road walk after that had changed quite a bit because 41 has changed. They've, you know, added in new bridges uh, across Tamiami Trail for the Everglades uh, water flowage. Um, and then I didn't know that Chrome Avenue had a bike path now, and that looked really cool. So I guess what was your experiences like walking as you're heading towards the Keys? So going towards, so Tamiami Alley, unfortunately, the, the going um, towards Miami, there was a, you know how you can cross there and uh, get onto the actual like trail. It's a, it's on the canal. That was actually yeah. closed. They were like building some kind of bridge. So I ended up having to walk the entire road, which is fine. I mean, there's quite a bit of uh, a shoulder there, right? Um, mm-hmm. so, so that was fine. Um, you know, still lots of traffic. I actually stayed at the same campground that I stayed at last time, right at the big Cypress area. It's like a, like five miles. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed at the Mikasuki Casino again. <laughs> yeah. Mikasuki Casino. Yeah. Mikasuki Casino. Yeah. I can never say that word. I don't know why. <laughs> that was fun. I stayed there one night and then you're right. Chrome Boulevard now has a whole bike path. And that actually almost extended all the way down to Florida City, which was really nice. Um, because last time, that, I, I mean, I remember uh, walking that last time. It was just a little bit of a, a disaster. It was very, very dangerous because there's no shoulder there, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. And then your the keys was when things were really starting to change for you know this whole pandemic and people. I, I'm I'm kind of <clears throat> curious what the vibe was as you're walking through the keys. Were people like freaking out yet or was it still kind of like eh, it's the keys we're laid back nobody cares well <clears throat> when you when i first started hearing more i mean obviously i was reading things and following along but i didn't really start paying attention to that until i got around lake okeechobee it's kind of when uh, i started noticing you know uh, talking with people in town they were just like you know be careful you know and and everyone was saying you know be careful you know and I was like, what's going on? You know, and so so, you know, you have conversations with the townspeople and they're like, oh, you know, I mean, things are starting to close down. Right. Yeah. And at that time, it was really more just California up north. And so, you know, Florida was still pretty open. So I didn't really think a lot about it. But it was really after where it really started to kind of, you know, it, it was a thing was like on Marathon Key. I remember having lunch and just kind of reading and catching up on like news articles and what people were posting online where, you know, uh, they were talking about possibly shutting down big portions of Florida. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of when I had to really um, refocus my plan because I, you know, I still had like 120 miles up north to reconnect back to um, where I left off on the ECT. And so uh, Jekyll Island. And so I I was like, well, I've got to, you know, I've got to, I've got to figure this out. And so, you know, initially I had um, planned to, you know, take a bus to Miami. And then from Miami, I had a buddy that was going to drive me back up to uh, Palakita. And, um, you know, and, and that was the initial plan. But uh, once I um, understood that, you know, things were going to start closing, I just ended up and I didn't really want to ride public transportation, to be honest with you, Misty. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, agree. I just <laughs> at that time, you know, now I was just, you know, 
you know, you could kind of tell that things were, were happening. And I remember the day, the last day I was down on Key West and going into like a store just to buy some things, you know, for the road, everything was cleaned out by then. And oh, so, wow. and it was really the first day of when I think people were panic shopping. Um, and so that was kind of, yeah, that was an eye opener. And so I was like, I've got to, you know, uh, you know, a plan B is better rent a car, drive back up to, uh, Publica. Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, and just, and, and, and finish off this trail because I didn't know what was going to be open, what was going to be closed. Okay. Um, and so did you end up finishing that little section you had to do? I did. So, um, after Pulica, there's a, you can, my initial plan was to hike towards St. Augustine and then kind of go up the, the, uh, uh, the Eastern seaboard, but just because of, you know, what was going on. Um, so it was interesting because on the mountains to sea trail, uh, route 17, when you're coming down past Wilmington, it's also part of the trail. And when I say trail, I say quotations, cause I was just walking the, the highway, but yeah. route 17 actually extends all the way down as well. And um, so I walked Route 17 up towards, um, I think the town is Jacksonville. Uh, and then it kind of parallels the St. John's River. And then that actually kind of just, you can piece that together pretty much all the way back up near Jekyll Island. That whole area there, there's a lot of inlands. So you, there's no like bridges that connect anything. And so, you know, again, my, my original plan was to take time and kind of explore the Eastern Seaboard and maybe do a little bit of more kayaking in that area. But it just was time, you know, yeah. everything was starting to close down. So it just wasn't possible. Um, but, yeah, that the highway walk wasn't too bad. I mean, what I will say about that, I, I had a couple of really close calls uh, with dogs. I mean, before even on the Florida Trail, <laughs> yeah. out, out by um, the Acilla, yeah, two, two pit bulls charged me. But I was I was almost like I've never almost been bit before. But this dog grabbed my uh, socks and like, oh, my gosh. You know, yeah, it, it was just, you know, I'm usually pretty quick and kind of can move and kind of like, you know, get out of the way and have my pepper spray ready. But he kind of snuck up on me, didn't bark. So he was already on me by the time I knew that he was behind me. And so I think that road just again, you know, they don't see hikers and stuff. They don't know what people are doing. And so. That, that was a little scary. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I think hiking in a pandemic, it's just when things are starting to close down and you can't get supplies, it just became tougher and tougher. And, you know, it just wasn't it's not a good time to be out there. Um, so yeah. so it was really just about fish, finishing up as quick as possible. Um, I, I would have liked to have taken a little bit more time and explored the area. Um, I think there's the uh, Timucon uh wildlife preserve up there that i really wanted to see oh yeah yeah i mean i had been reading about it you know once you know when i was actually even when i was still out on the um um way before lake okeechobee you know i'd seen it on the map and i was like oh that looks like a really neat place but again it was just timing had to get done yeah 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 no, I watched a couple people there, like uh, Santi- uh, Santiago, <laughs> uh, there uh, the Camino, yeah, the Camino Trail. Yeah. Um, they got that canceled, and they're like, oh, we'll just go to the PCT. And I was just like, you guys are crazy. And I think they got, you know, two days in the PCT, and the PCT kicked everybody off. So, um, yeah. just watching all of that kind of go down has been really surreal. 
So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of right now, everyone's in a holding pattern. And uh, that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, something we didn't talk about last time were your haikus. And I had oh. them last time. We didn't get to talk about it. And yeah. I I just like them. And it, is it, have you always been into haikus or poetry? Or um, how, what is that I do, I do it to be silly. I mean, okay. so, like, it, it, it started off many, many years ago. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I can tell the story. Uh, so uh, when my first, the first through hike I did was on the John Muir Trail, and I, I met a couple of hikers, and Dharma is actually the guy that gave me my trail name. But he and I, we would have a haiku battle, and we would just do haikus. We would think of a haiku all day, and at the end of the night, we would, like, recite a haiku, and whoever had the best haiku had to make the other person's dinner. <laughs> so, so that's that's where that all started. And okay, so I just okay. I've just always kind of just thrown in some haikus and you know it's when you're out there hiking and you're walking, you know, it's it's kind of fun to put together and uh yeah, that's 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 it. I mean I don't really put a lot of I put effort into it, but I don't I, I'm not not necessarily artistic effort. Okay. Sense. Well, sometimes they go perfectly with whatever photo you're posting. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you have this mountain you're, stream and you're like, who's like you? You're embarrassing me now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm also, apolog- uh, I need to apologize. I'm actually really, really tired, Misty. And, uh, and so I, I know I'm fumbling around all my words and stuff here a little. It's just, I, you know, I maintain that that going to bed at seven o'clock and so and I probably should have told you that I should have told you I'm that I'm sorry I'm sorry that's okay yeah. it's okay but anyway yeah yeah <laughs> now I'm, I'm thoroughly embarrassed about the haikuing <laughs> well we will wind down um hopefully you get back on the trail this summer doing something and uh you know if you're in Houston uh, if you're in Houston still when this opens up and we have a chance to meet up that'd be cool but uh I don't know. We'll we'll cross paths someday. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. That's it for my chat with Little Buddha. Hopefully, he'll be able to get out and get more trail miles in soon. Show notes for the episode can be found at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com and the podcast is on social media at orangeblazepodcast on Instagram and official orangeblazepodcast on Facebook. Thanks for listening and happy hiking.